Hey, my name is Kristen, and I want to personally welcome you in. I'm a small town mama and former elementary school teacher who spent $250 to start a network marketing business I knew nothing about. I had no followers, zero experience in marketing, and knew very little about social media. But I was able to educate myself on all the ins and outs of owning a business and now run an annual six-figure online business and partner with my husband in helping him run a local service-based business all from home. Because you're listening, it's likely that you're either considering getting started as an entrepreneur or you want to grow. Let's do this together. I'll use my experience as an educator to break it all down for you, social media marketing, business strategy, and networking. My goal is to help you find a sense of balance and fulfillment so you can inspire others to do the same using your unique gifts. So get comfy and cozy, grab a pen and paper and your drink of choice, and let's get to it. Hey, my friends, welcome to episode 138 of the show. Today is going to be about finding peace in the midst of success, specifically whenever you are on an entrepreneurial journey or navigating through the phases of life where you're just trying to maintain balance and juggling all the things that you have going on. I'm hoping today is going to be pretty impactful for you. I'm going to share a little bit about my story um, and my experience as an entrepreneur working from home full time over the last several years and the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. Because honestly, I feel like social media you know, we oftentimes will share the good things that are going on in our lives. But um, in my experience, I've noticed that even I experience shame when it comes to the things that are not going well. And so I want this episode to be something that comes straight from the heart. I want for it to be something that speaks to you and hopefully helps to empower you when it comes to managing the stress that you have uh, in whatever that looks like for you, whatever the journey is for you. Um, So we're going to talk about stress in the life of women entrepreneurs specifically. Um, And if you are a side hustler, I feel like this is going to be impactful for you, even or if you are someone who um, I think about someone who even is working full time, but then also has uh, their hands dipped in volunteer work or they're, you know, heavily involved in um, something else that takes a lot of their time. And I want to be honest with you, we all face it at some point, and it can be really overwhelming, especially when you're juggling all of those things, work and family and even your personal goals. So I want you to know that we're in this together, and I'm here to share some ideas to help you navigate through the storms that we sometimes face and do that with grace and also find moments of calmness and balance. So if you get some sort of value from this, of course, as always, please share this with a friend. Um, And then of course, as always, let me know what your takeaways are. Um, I would love to connect with you on social media, or you can message me directly like anywhere. I'm, I'm literally everywhere. Um, And I would just love to talk with you um, and see how this episode maybe has impacted your life. Um, So first thing I want to do is I want to, I just kind of want to break it down for you and, and share a little bit about my story in terms of my recent stressors. Like, what are some things that I personally have had to navigate through? <clears throat> I share a lot on social media about my story from where I came from 
And I've even talked heavily about that here on the podcast and other episodes as well in terms of, you know, me leaving the classroom and making that decision. But um, I kind of want to bring you up to speed as to where we are day one. I'm recording this in August of 2023 if you're listening later. Um, And uh, so I'm hoping that this will kind of allow you a glimpse into just the real me and the behinds of what, um, what I do and what I've experienced. So in the midst of the pandemic back in um, May, I guess it was actually April the 30th, 2020, um, the pandemic happened here. I live in South Carolina. Um, it happened, hit here in March. Um, I had started a health journey in February and then the pandemic came in March. So I was teaching full-time. I was a second grade teacher and immediately everything went. Um, we actually had, it's interesting because we actually had like a work day where the kids were supposed to learn from home. We called it e-learning back then. It's crazy how we were already like in the midst of like making these adjustments and then this happened. So it was kind of like, I wouldn't say it was a seamless transition, but we were already sort of prepared in a way um, for the experience that we had um, virtually teaching. Um, And so what happened was on that Friday afternoon, it was in March, Um, I believe it was March 12th or something like that. It was a Friday afternoon and we teachers had a work day. We were working on report cards. We were like, you know, pulling together some stuff. We were, um, you know, setting conferences, like doing all the, the normal third nine weeks kind of stuff. And, um, the kids were, we, we considered it an e-learning day. And the reason for that was because the, uh, district that I worked for, we live in South Carolina, which is like a huge hurricane state. And in the fall, we noticed that we would have these work days set aside for teachers. And if you're a teacher, you know the value in a work day um, because you rarely get planning periods and it's just a lot. So what happened was in the fall, um, we would have these storms that would come that would either cancel school. And so the first days that would be used for makeup days would be our work days. And so the solution to that was the district created this. Um, like this scenario where we called it e-learning, where on the work days instead, what they would do is they would have set aside days of virtual learning. Um, So essentially what the teachers would do, we would create assignments online and then the kids would do their homework from school. I mean, uh, their schoolwork from home. And so on this particular day, the kids were home and they were working. They actually had, um, they had a list of assignments that they were supposed to be doing. And then of course that Monday, so this was a Friday, that Monday was also going to be a day off. And I cannot remember for the life of me if it was another e-learning day or if it was another work day. I don't remember. But anyway, the idea was that the kids were going to come back to school the next week. Well, we showed up to school on that Friday and we got a, a, there was like this conversation about COVID. We had heard about coronavirus. We had heard about all those things going on, but it really hadn't impacted us yet. And it was kind of like one of those things that a lot of us thought, oh, conspiracy. Like we didn't really think that there was going to be anything to it. I wonder if you relate to that at all. Anyway, we showed up to school that day and we were all scrambling around, finishing report cards, doing comments and, you know, all the things. We were getting stuff together for the next week and really just utilizing our time in the best way that we could. And then this announcement came over and told us we needed to check our emails. And we found out that that was actually going to be the last day that we were going to be in the classroom. At the time, we did not understand what that meant. We thought, oh, it was only going to be like a week and then we were going to come back to school. And so we were told, take home what you need to teach for the next couple of weeks because we're not exactly sure what's going to happen. And so 
We literally, um, I remember I was driving my forerunner at the time and I loaded the back of my forerunner down with like as many manipulatives because I taught math small groups and um, these leveled readers because I did reading small groups and I did like all, I had all of this stuff like literally loaded down. I felt like I had to like take my entire classroom, which was such a challenge into um, my car and take it home with me. And it was started the very next week. Um, I started virtually teaching and um, I worked from the corner of my dining room table for the next um, three months. And it was in that moment, like I actually, I, I shared with you, I had already started my health journey and um, it was in those weeks that passed that I started to recognize things within myself um, as I was not only working on my physical health, I was also starting to navigate into a season where I wanted to work on my mental health and my spiritual health. And um, if you know me, you know that be still and know that I am God is a scripture that I use everywhere. It's all over my house. I have a necklace that I wear. And it was just in that season where God really was speaking to me and saying, hey, I need for you to slow down to speed up. And I made a decision at the very end. Actually, I signed my contract. It was interesting because I I had been recognized as the teacher of the year um, in February. Okay. Now, <clears throat> this was March. And then, of course, we were in the middle of the pandemic. I fell in love with the product that I was using. I had lost some weight. And I started naturally just talking about that on my social media literally just sharing recipes and stuff. Like I was, it was fun. I loved it. Like I love to cook. So I was sharing those things and, um, it just so happened that I learned that I could, um, start a side hustle. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm home, you know, we're, we're virtually teaching. I, I, I feel like, cause we, we were on lockdown, we couldn't go anywhere. I was like, okay, well I have this extra time. Like I may as well go ahead and make some income on what I'm already doing anyway, which was sharing my recipes and stuff like that. So I made a decision. I started my side hustle. And then over the course of the next couple of months, things started to really take off. Now, mind you, stepping away from the classroom, I was really, my goal was to find that healthy balance between my career and my family. And as the time came for me to start school back, I'd already signed my contract for the fall. Whenever the season came around, I think it was like the end of July and the season was coming around and we were like, okay, well, we're not going to start back school in August. We're still kind of up in the air on when we're going to start school and like what that's going to look like whenever we do start school. And I also need you to keep in mind that over the course of those couple of months over the summer, we as a family, and I say myself specifically, we as a family had really started to put each other first. Um, we recognized that a lot of the energy and effort that we were putting into other things was not really put placed into our family. And my eyes were open to what those experience, experiences should look like. And so um, basically, uh, as school started to, we started to enter that season of school starting back up, um, there were conversations that were happening. There were meetings that I attended online and you know, we were talking about, okay, this is what the school year is going to look like. And I'm going to be honest with you, whenever I was sitting through those meetings, I just felt this sense of overwhelm come. And it was like this sense of like uneasiness. And I just felt like it was almost as if like someone was standing on my chest and I did not know how I was going to be able to do it. And immediately it was like something in my spirit was just laid there 
and said, Kristen, you know, if you go back to the classroom, you're going to revert back to old habits and you are going to not, you're not going to maintain some of the things that you say are important to you. You're going to, you're going to go back to it. You're not going to, you know, hold on to those, those new values or those things that you really like worked so hard over the last several months to build within yourself. And of course, you know, with that being said, uh, I had planned on, cause we were, we were given the option within our school district to um, keep our children home so they could be a virtual learner or they could go into the classroom. So there was this um, this option. However, all teachers were required to go into the classroom. And so what that meant for me was I wanted to keep my kids home virtually learning, but I would personally have to go to school. Well, my husband was working full time at the time. He was an essential worker, so he would have to go in and he worked 12 hour shifts at the time. And it was just it was chaos. And again, it was like one more layer of Kristen, are you sure? And it was something else to consider. And so making the most difficult decision of my life, I made a decision to resign. After 10 years, I was entering my 11th year of teaching. I made a decision to uh, resign from the classroom. And it was in that moment, this was in the end of July, very beginning of August. I think it was the beginning of August. I put in my resignation. And in that moment, I made a decision and said, well, I have to go all in on my side hustle. Like if I'm going to, because let's be honest with you, and I've shared this with you, we were barely making ends meet with my income as a teacher. So I knew that I I was going to have to replace that income. I was going to have to go all in and things were going to have to look different. And so I made that decision and I said, okay, I will go all in on this and, um, and we'll make it happen. And it was the scariest decision. Um, but I knew that God had me because I was, I was walking, I was practicing what I was preaching. If, if I can be honest with you, I felt like at this point I could hold my head up and say, I'm not a fraud. My family matters to me. My, my faith matters to me. And I'm going to put those things first and foremost over everything else. And my personal growth, of course, was in that, um, in that alignment of priorities. And so as I transitioned to being home, a new chapter unfolded. Uh, my network marketing business um, during the pandemic, it started to explode. It went crazy. Um, within just six months, I achieved car earning rank, um, which meant I was a champ. So what that looks like is, and honestly, this happened in August. So I resigned at the beginning of August. At the end of the month, we hit car earning rank. I remember we were celebrating. My husband's birthday is August 31st. We celebrated um, because I hit on the 28th of the month and on the 31st, we were just so excited. Um, and then what that meant was we had to hit it twice in order to hit the the bonus. And our company paid an $800 bonus where you got to pick out a car of your choice. So in September, whenever I hit it again, we went and we were starting to look at vehicles. Well, we had a Disney trip planned in October. Um, now, mind you, things were slowly starting to open up at this time. And because of my side hustle, I had, you know, before I quit teaching, I'd use that money to, as soon as things opened up, pay for a, a very short vacation for our family to go to Myrtle Beach, which is only a couple of hours away from our house. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. But using my income that I made as a side hustle back in July, I was able to do that. Well, fast forward. August and September, I was able to afford a Disney vacation. And I'm talking, you know, five days, four nights, like we were going and we were going to do it all and have a great time. Well, 
we went and picked up the car in the beginning of October and we took the car with us to paper tags with paper tags on it to Disney. It was the best experience I can ever like. I, I It was like in that moment that I realized that God had moved. He had created this opportunity for our family that I could not explain. And I felt like it was like a reward for my obedience. Um, I always have heard that, you know, obedience is way better than sacrifice. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, God, whenever you put your faith in, you know, in you, then you will always give it back tenfold. And it was amazing. Within the next year, um, I, I way blew out more than I ever thought. Um, I started, I, I hit my very first year as a six figure verified earner. Um, and I was proud of that. I was remarkable. It was a testament to the determination that I had when I left the classroom and the magic that can happen when you align your passion with your work, which was something that I really loved. I love to educate. I love to teach. I love to serve. I love to share my life with others in hopes that it will inspire them to live better lives. Um, and I wish that I could say that the entire experience over the last three and a half years has looked like that. For the most part, it's been incredible. However, you know, we all know that the pandemic only lasted for a little while. We're just now, I feel like 2023 has, you know, officially been like the end of the COVID era. And as the pandemic ended and the world started to go back to normal, I feel like kind of closer to the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023, I feel like a different challenge started to present itself, not only for myself, but also for a lot of other entrepreneurs, a lot of other business owners. And when I say that, I know that a lot of businesses even closed in the midst of the pandemic, but those that even came out of that, that season, um, you know, things started to shift all around. Um, you know, the economy in America has completely changed. Um, we've now entered what we call a recession, um, and it's caused a shift in my personal network marketing business. The sales that I once had, um, they started to, to go low. I remember specifically, and I'll, I'll give you a really specific example. In November of last year in 2022, um, our team was running. So when I hit car running rank in August of 2020, we maintained that rank all the way up until um, the fall of 2022, where in November, we finally moved to the next rank, um, which is a huge achievement. It, you you nearly had to um, over triple your business in order to hit this goal. And so we hit uh, ProChamp, which was rank seven, um, which would have unlocked pool shares of the company. It was a great leadership rank. It's, it's just, it was phenomenal. And um, I remember we ran so hard for it in November and we were all in on it. November was the best month we had ever had. We had had the highest amount of sales that we'd ever had. Um, and we finally achieved this. And then December happened and then January happened and then February happened. And it was like month after month after month, things started to just drop. And it was a season of adjustments, a time whenever the resource, resourcefulness that I had cultivated over the course of the couple years before that um, was really being put to the test at that point. And I noticed that if I was going to survive, we were going to have to shift. Um, some of the team members that were with me at the time um, made the decision um, to step away. 
And that was a reminder to me that growth sometimes involves letting go. And we sometimes have to embrace the change. And so, you know, my husband, he started his business um, in January earlier of this year, which brought a whole new set of challenges uh, to our family and overcoming, you know, him going back to work because he had been home for the last year and a half. And, um, understanding the challenges of, you know, running two businesses and marketing two businesses and, um, you know, the, the challenges of the financial strain and all of that, it just presented itself a whole lot of stress, which is the point of this episode. And so it was in those moments that especially, um, I would say in the spring of this year, I made the decision that I was going to have to expand my skill set. I was going to have to refine my craft and truly understand how to build, um, a personal brand that would last long term. And so I started to dive in and educate myself. I started to explore courses and um, plugging into mentors that I didn't know personally, but I had had a lot of respect for. And I can honestly tell you that I have seen, it's been a very slow transition for me, but I feel like I have learned so much, um, not only in business, but also just a deeper understanding of myself. And I always heard one of my mentors say, if you're ever going to reach new heights, you have to evolve into the person that you want to become. And I truly feel like as challenging as this year has been, um, it has really grown me personally and helping me to understand, you know, amid the trials, I have been learning the value of resilience and adaptation once again. Um, and, uh, helping me even to go back to understanding, you know, what my boundaries were and, you know, how, again, what are my, uh, my priorities? Um, and then something else that I want for you, uh, to consider is that, um, you know, of course, throughout all of this, the financial struggle, you know, in the, in these, these days, um, I, recognize that, you know, in, in some cases, this has been a challenge for us, but, um, there has been, um, a strength that I have grown to adapt towards, um, and me to understand that it's, it's my family and my faith that has really helped me to, um, to endure through this. Um, I've also learned that, you know, entrepreneurship is constantly evolving. Um, and if you're going to explore that for yourself, if that's something maybe you've kind of gone through, it's just understanding that, you know, you're, you have to always look continually to grow the best version of yourself, no matter what the season, um, might be. And if there's one thing that we can all agree on, um, it's never going to be all smooth sailing. You know, we've got highs and we've got lows. We've seen it all. But if we're being honest with you, even in the highs, sometimes there's a lot of stress that comes with that. You know, it's like this roller coaster that we're on. You're not alone, though. And that's why I want to talk today. And I know I took a really long time to share part of my story. And I apologize because this episode is probably going to be a little longer than what um, I normally would record. But I feel like it's super powerful that I want to share this with you. So I just want to have an honest chat with you about stress because we all feel it. And I feel like it's okay for us to address that elephant in the room and say, you know, we got to talk about it. We've got to figure out how to, to navigate through these seasons whenever they're hard and dig into what can truly make our entrepreneurial journey, not just bearable, but remarkable. And so I'm going to talk about identifying and navigating the stress that might be going on in your life. We're going to talk about how to, um, you know, 
use those personal struggles that you have experienced to gain valuable insight. And then of course, I want to provide you with some strategies. I want to share some ideas with you that will hopefully help to inspire you to press on and get through whatever it is that you are facing. So I recently sent out a survey to my kids at church. I do serve highly in our church um, with our heavily, heavily, heavily in our church with our kids. Um, and I, we've been working through the season of trying to grow in that area. And I, re- I sent out a survey to the kids and I was basically wanting to find out what were some of the things that they were struggling with. And it's crazy because we think about entrepreneurs and, you know, adult experiences and the stress that we have. But the number one thing on the list that I heard from our kids was stress. They were dealing with stress. So in one of our classes recently, we talked about stress triggers and coping strategies. And um, I'm hoping that even in what I share with them, I'm going to share some of those things with you because stress will knock you down. And I feel like it's important for us to understand that all of us are um, are dealing with this. So let's face it, we all encounter different stressors in our lives, um, especially in different seasons. Like I even shared my story earlier. Sometimes it's the never-ending demands of our jobs. Um, It could be the balancing act of your family responsibilities or the financial worry that comes with being a responsible adult. Even seemingly mundane tasks like dealing with traffic jams or navigating through endless to-do lists can trigger your your stress, right? So I want you to remember that it's okay to feel overwhelmed sometimes, that it's a natural part of life. And I want you to think about it like this, okay? Think about it. You have a major project at work with a tight deadline and your kids need help with homework. On top of that, your car breaks down and you have a pile of bills that are being are sitting there ready to be paid. It's moments like that, which I feel are a lot more common than most of us want to admit, that it's easy to feel like you're drowning in stress. So I want for you to take a breath and I want for you to know that you are stronger than you think. Um, you know, early on, whenever, before I, you know, started this journey of personal growth and really tapping into uh, myself and, you know, what I'm capable of and just learning more about myself, you know, early on, I would handle stress by piling on more work. Like it was almost as if, like, I remember I used to tell my husband all the time, especially when I was in the classroom, I feel like a part of the reason why I stayed so late at work was because I could compartmentalize. I would go all in on things that I needed to get done with the classroom and I would block out everything else that was going on in my life. And if I was at church, I would go all in and forget about everything. So it was like I was just overwhelming myself even more and piling on more of what I needed to probably just step away from. Um, Or in some cases, whenever I was stressed out, I would just keep it to myself. Do you relate to that? Like, when I say that, I literally mean I would like bottle it all up inside and then I would explode later. Like, have you ever done the Mentos and Diet Coke experiment? I used to do this with my students all the time as like a science experiment. Drop Diet Coke, like take a, a two liter of Diet Coke and drop a Mentos in there and then run away. Um, it's that's if you the results of what happens from that experiment is kind of like what would happen with me is I would bottle it all up. And then I would be super hard on myself and then I would eventually just like lose it on my kids or my husband. You know, I would just fall apart, right? 
And it wasn't until I became more self-aware that I started to adapt my strategies for dealing with stress. So whether you're a young mom in college, you're relying on one source of income or maybe no income and you're struggling to make ends meet, um, or you are facing the demands of your job and balancing family, like all of us have our fair share of um, of stress. Um, and so I want to go through and um, first of all, acknowledge your feelings. It's normal to feel stressed. And it does not mean that you're weak or incapable. And then the next thing I need for you to do is lean on your faith and remember the words from Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven that say, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Like, remember that do not be anxious about anything but pray. Present your request to God and he will make all things known. And so I've got some advice for you outside of that on what you can do and how you can better manage the stressors in your life and the triggers that maybe um, have created the stress that is going on in your life. Um, and so hopefully this is helpful to you. First tip I have for you is prioritize and delegate. I need for you to identify the most important things that you need to get done and focus specifically on them. And then everything else you're going to delegate, right? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Just like running a business, you cannot do everything alone. So you're going to have to figure out what are the most critical tasks that require your expertise, what would need your DNA, and then delegate everything else to your team or outsource them. Um, this is going to reduce your workload. But it's also going to help you to focus on strategic aspects of your business that truly need your attention. Whenever I first started, um, my business started to grow, one of the first things I had to do was um, hire an assistant. And so I found a virtual assistant and um, hired them. The problem was I noticed that I was giving them tasks, but it wasn't, I was still doing things that I didn't necessarily need to be doing, if that makes sense. And it took me a very long time for me to start to fully relinquish that and delegate that to my assistant so that I could really hone in. And I, honestly, in the year of 2023, I've had to really test that theory with honing in on my craft so that I could focus heavily on how to growing become better, where the tasks that didn't necessarily require my energy, they could be used uh, by outsourcing. You know, someone else could do it for me. Next thing I want for you um, to consider when it comes to managing your stress is taking breaks. Um, you know, the entrepreneurial journey can be demanding, right? You've got long hours, especially if you're working full time and you're doing this as a side hustle, like you're working a lot. And so what I need for you to do is I need you to take short breaks so that you do not burn yourself out. Uh, one thing I've recognized within our team and a, probably a reason why a lot have decided to walk away was because they were experiencing symptoms of burnout. And so, um, you know, I preach and practice to them self-care. We talk about, you know, resting on Sundays and, you know, staying present in the things that you love and finding joy. And ultimately, like some of the stuff even that I've shared here on this podcast with you, those are the things that I talk about with our team because when you step away from your desk or you like go for a walk or you do a mindful exercise where you're reading or journaling or whatever, um, those are the things that are going to refresh your mind. They're going to help to bring your creativity back, especially if you've hit like those writer's blocks or you don't really have feel like you're 
you know, your creative juices aren't flowing. Um, if I ever get outside and just do something else to take my mind off of it, I find that I'm able to come back and make better decisions. Um, next, practice positive self-talk. You know, we've already said that entrepreneurship is filled with a ton of ups and downs. So I need for you to get rid of that self-doubt, which is a lot easier said than done. Um, but you're going to replace it with positive affirmations instead. You know, when you're facing challenges, I need for you to remind yourself that it hasn't always been this way and remind yourself of the things that you have gained so far. What are the things that you have been successful at up until this point? My pastor told me the other day, it was something that really was insightful to me. He said, you know, we never compare down. We always compare up. And that thing shook me because you know, ultimately as you're growing, and I assume if you're listening to this, you're a person who wants to grow. You're probably hard on yourself. And whenever you're hard on yourself, one of those things you, it's, you, you're always never really thinking about where you've been. You're thinking about where you're yet to go. And so of course you're, you're comparing yourself, you're comparing yourself up. So I need you to remind yourself of all the obstacles that you've overcome thus far and remind yourself that, you know, this is a journey and a process and you're going to get there. And I'm honestly, I'm preaching to myself whenever I say that, that positive mindset can boost your confidence and help you to build resilience, not only in the action, but also your attitude whenever you're taking that action. Um, something else, set boundaries. You know, we often struggle to say no. Me, I struggle to say no, which leads really to overwhelming workload. Oh, I can help. Oh, I can help. I can do this or I'll do that. You know, boundaries are crucial. I've preached it so much. I mean, I can't tell you how many episodes on this podcast that I've talked about boundaries because it's so pivotal, not only to my brand, but also just to who I am and, you know, as a person and how I navigate through my life. You know, you got to learn to decline commitments that don't align with your priorities or might overextend you. And it is okay for you to say no and you not be busy. Like, I'm going to say that again. Even if you don't have anything going on, you can still say no. Yes? Yes. When you set uh, clear boundaries... You protect your time, your energy, and you maintain a healthier work-life balance, which we know balance doesn't exist, but in some way, shape, or form, something that would align um, with your priorities. Um, and if you missed last week's episode where I talked more about that, then definitely go back and tune that in because I do share um, some insight on, um, you know, your definition of balance. Next up, humor. Now, I truly feel like laughter is the best medicine. Um, and running a business is stressful, but when you throw in a little humor into your work environment, it can lighten the mood, right? Which I feel like we all need. So, um, whenever you are posting on social media or you're talking to your team, or you are having conversations with, you know, your clients or your leads or whatever, like find joy in like small things, um, and make like like just make things lighthearted, lighten up a little bit. You know, if you can, I always preach this whenever we're talking about creating content, you don't got to be so serious all the time, right? Like lighten the mood, be funny, you know, L look up some jokes, go find a meme or something like do something that's going to like make you laugh, right? Um, 
you know, our family, one of the things that we love is uh, a good old Bill Murray movie. I don't know if you've ever seen Bill Murray, but like we're, my husband is obsessed. And so therefore my children are obsessed and, um, we literally can be out and about anywhere and something will happen. And my kids can somehow like quote a line from a Bill Murray movie. And we just laugh. Like you gotta, you gotta go through life with some sort of way to, um, you know, make light of situations whenever things are difficult. Um, and then finally, of course, leaning on support because entrepreneurship can feel isolating, but if you, um, constantly isolate yourself, then you're going to feel more alone. You're really not alone in this journey. And I will say that one thing that I do love about our community that I'm a part of is that, um, there is a huge support system, but if you don't tap into it, then you won't feel that connection. You do have to reach out to your mentor. You have to reach out to other fellow entrepreneurs because people don't know what you're going through unless you speak up. You know, we often think that people are consumed with our journeys or especially if you are like me and you share your life on social media, people, people aren't as tuned into you as they think, as you might think they are because they're worried about their own stuff right? They've got their own uh, hassles and their own struggles and their own things that they're dealing with. Like they probably haven't noticed because they're so consumed with what they've got going on. And so if you can reach out and say, you know, who else is struggling with this? Or, you know, like, or telling someone, hey, I'm having a hard time. I need your support. You know, share those challenges and seeking advice can even help to provide a fresh perspective and remind you that other people have gone through similar situations and might have, you know, an experience that they can share with you that will help you to navigate through. With that being said, remember how when you go through this season, eventually it's going to end. How can you use this situation that you're in right now to help or inspire someone else that might also be going through a situation like that. Like I remember being a young mom whenever I was stressed out and we were on one income and I felt very alone because I was such a young mom and all my friends were out and having a great time. And that was a difficult season for me. That season was hard when I was in it. But once I came through it, I was able to use that story and my experience to help other young moms that were feeling the same way whenever they were experiencing a similar situation in their own lives. You know, whenever you use stress management strategies, whatever that looks like for you in your journey, um, you're not only going to enhance your personal well-being, but also cultivate a healthier and more effective approach to your business. Remember, when you look at stress in a positive light, this will help to empower you to navigate challenges and grow your business. You know, look at it as, what is it, Ryan Holiday says, the obstacle is the way, Right. Stress is always there as a sign or an indicator of either you need to slow down or you need to lean in. And you have to have the wisdom to discern which you're supposed to do, right? Um, and so I want to kind of wrap this up with just a few more thoughts about, um, you know, using stress as that, hey, this is the opportunity for me to lean in, right? You have to recognize that stress, whether it's from personal or or professional situations. It is a natural part of life and it's up to you to respond to that stress and how you do respond will determine your growth. 
you know, just like when you have challenges in your professional life can spur growth in your career. When you go and you are having to deal with the stress of getting a master's degree, you know, the end is coming, right? And then you'll be able to reap the benefits of having that master's degree. Whenever you have personal challenges, if you learn to lean into that challenge and discern how can I navigate through this so that I can become stronger on the other side, you will have grown into a better version of you. You know, when you discuss stress or even other strategies that you're you know, using to navigate through that stress, it's going to require some communication, right? Which is super crucial, especially if you're wanting to grow. When you talk about stress, you are practicing articulating your thoughts and your emotions, which is a skill that can help you express your ideas uh, more, more like better in your entrepreneurial life. I think about this stressor that, that I've been through this year has helped me to recognize how am I communicating myself to my followers? Am I only showing the good side of my life or am I um, you know, another thing that I was considering when I was doing this was my language, you know, was what I was sharing a turnoff because it seemed like all I talked about things that were amazing and rainbows and sunshine and how my life was successful. Whenever there were other people that I needed to be more aware of that were navigating through a different life experience, like, was I speaking into their life or was I speaking defeat? Like it made me start to understand how I was communicating and what I needed to do in order to speak more clearly so that I could reach more people, right? And then if you're being honest with your feelings and those stressors that are going on in your life, it's going to definitely help you to build better self-awareness, which I feel like many of us have got to uh, learn how to deal with. I know me personally, um, self-awareness was not something that I was just, it, it wasn't something that I really knew about. I knew about growing my faith and I knew about making good decisions, but I didn't really understand what personal growth meant until I was along this journey. Whenever you become more self-aware, you start to better understand what are the triggers in my life that cause these stress. And then through that, you can make better decisions and navigate through different challenges and will even help you to go, ooh, this is, this is something that stresses me out. Like maybe I need to say no, or here's how I can handle the situation a little bit better. And just as you take note of like what's within your control in managing stress, I feel like that concept also applies to your personal and professional growth. Like recognize what aspects of your growth journey are within your control, right? Then you want to take proactive steps to improve the things that are within your control. Like if you know, hey, these are things that are without my control. I can't focus on them, but instead I can focus on these things, which is either building a new skill set, setting better, more targeted goals, or growing in my leadership, or, you know, improving in the language that I'm using. It's going to look different for all of us, but building that, that, um, that self-awareness is going to help. Um, and then if, if, if always, cause you know, if we're being honest, you know, sometimes stress can become a lot. It can be more than what we can do on our own. So ask for help, you know, whether it's professional help, I found that even healthy people go and get counseling, um, you know, seek advice from mentors and coaches and therapists and, you know, other experts that are, that have the knowledge base that maybe you don't so that you can grow and personally develop, um, and that you can just, you know, overall become better. Um, just remember overall life, life's challenges 
are not meant to set you up for failure. They are all opportunities for growth. And I'm not going to sit here and say that when seasons are hard or when you're experiencing stress that you're just going to be like, oh, smile on my face and we're going to have like this toxic positivity, you know, attitude. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you can you can admit that something is hard and do something about it, right? Or you can admit that something's hard and you can wallow. There's two different perspectives here. So when you embrace stress as a chance to learn more about yourself and what you're capable of, and then of course, lean on God for guidance and peace, um, remembering that his power is made perfect in our weakness. Like, I know that you're going to be able to overcome. I know that you're going to be able to navigate through this. You know, we all face stress. And so I want for you to take one step at a time and don't be too hard on yourself. Like you're doing great. And I know that coming out of this season, you're going to go, man, I have developed into a better version of me like that I never thought was possible. Um, And I always go back to the idea of, you know, our seasons of life and the challenges that we face, we know that every season brings us to the next one. And if we don't learn from past mistakes, we're going to be reintroduced to those mistakes in the future. And, you know, just like in the Bible, whenever David fought the bear and the lion, and then he had to fight Goliath, and then he had to fight Saul. And then, you know, it was all of these challenges. Each one was setting him up for the next one so that he could become stronger, more resilient, and also more dependent on the Lord as he was navigating through those situations um, in his life. And so I want to thank you for listening. I hope that I know this was a lot longer than normal. Um but I appreciate your time and I hope that this episode was impactful for you. Um, if it was again, share, and then of course, reach out, share your thoughts, ask questions if you have them. And I would love to connect with you. Oh my gosh, that went by so quickly. Did you enjoy today's episode of the Kristen Morris show? If so, please do me a favor and leave a review on the platform you're listening to and share this episode with a friend. Better yet, let's connect. Find me on any social media platform and tag me in your stories with your favorite takeaways. And until next time, lead by example and inspire others to do the same.